There are no such things as limits or obstacles, only opportunities. Step into the greatest version of yourself because what you do matters. Shift your narrative. You're listening to Opportunity Makers, where entrepreneurs come to take their purpose-driven business to the next level. Here's your host, Jim Padilla. Hey, Opportunity Makers. Welcome back to another amazing episode. And I know I say that a lot, but you know what? They are all amazing. <laughs> I'm having a fantastic conversation today that you're really going to enjoy. One of the legends of the uh, of the book space, of author space, of the personal development space, uh, Mr. Mark Victor Hansen. Chicken Soup for the Soul fame with that series and along with a plethora of best-selling, world-class authorships and books and stories. He's so well-connected and has so much attachment, and I don't mean attachment to his attachment, but his connection, his direct connection to legacy and success for so many others, soon to be me, uh, as we are working on uh, on my book. But uh, I want to share with you, Just uh, I'm just really honored to bring him to you. Uh, exciting being around him, 75 years old, going on 25. He's got the excitement and the energy of people half his age. Um, and and is and, and just the, in, with the intention and the smarts, the experience and the expertise from billions of dollars worth of transactions and ventures and business opportunities that have come along the way. And you'll see exactly what I talk about as an opportunity maker as you listen to him, because he's going to be sharing the, the true essence of opportunity making, of creating opportunities for yourselves and for others, of building solutions that come from simplicity, solving a simple singular problem and turning it into something powerful. And then of course, you know, with my, my perspective on that is no matter what idea you have, you have never been closer from idea to execution and implementation than you've ever been in the history of the world. The technology exists, the people exist, the resources exist. You have entire networks of people just waiting to help you bring whatever your solution is to bear. All you have to do is share the opportunity, create the opportunity, put it in front of people, and then be the glue, pull in. If you don't have all the details to be able to make it happen, you pull in people like me, you pull in people like Mark Victor Hansen, you pull in people like a Kevin Harrington or anybody else that you're going to hear and see on this show. Uh, but bottom line is you never have to do it alone and you are literally one step away from your next great opportunity. So enjoy the interview and then let me know how things are going. Make sure that you please rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know you're here. Go to the show notes. You have all of, all of Mark's contact information as well as some uh prizes and, and and resources from us so that we're always looking for ways to be able to serve you and help you become one step closer to creating great opportunities, right? Enjoy the episode. All right. So welcome back to another awesome episode of the Opportunity Makers podcast. As you just saw with the, the formal introduction that we had there for Mr. Mark Victor Hansen, I want to present to you the, the man, the myth, and the legend himself right here. And Mark, how about in your own words, outside of the formal bio introduction that we just shared, tell people a little bit, you've got such a huge, uh, credible um, record in your, your business and in life. Which parts of it do you want to highlight? How do you define yourself now uh, as, uh, as, as a person of success? What a fascinating way to ask that question, because it came to me sort of in my meditation that you'd want an abbreviated thing, right? When I was, my wife and I do a prayer and meditation together for an hour every morning, because I think when you're in tune with the infinite, you're in tune with life. Um, and and what it came to me is that I'm supposed to say, 
you know, I, I was a speaker that wrote, right? I was a professional speaker starting 55 years ago. It's a little hard to believe and getting paid for it. And then people said, man, you're the best-selling author I've ever heard. You got to put it in a book. So the first book I did was this one, Stand Up, Speak Out and Win. Not available anymore, but we sold 20,000 copies in little itty-bitty audiences of six or 10. And I, I said, this isn't a New York Times bestseller. It's not a world bestseller, but it's my bestseller. And they all let me sign it. And I sold 200,000, sorry, 20,000 books made $200,000. Uh, the first year I was bo doing books and then they said, you got to write more. So we did more. And then uh, most people know that I be went from a speaker that writes to a writer that speaks, then did the whole chicken soup of the soul series, which now we're somewhere between 500 and mi million and 600 million books. And people say, wow. can't you count? And look, when you're number one in Greece, number one in Vietnam, you get paid once a year. Nobody knows, but they keep sending me checks. So I know that we're pushing the edge of that envelope. My goal is to sell a billion books, which is outrageous and crazy and nuts. And But then I'm outrageous, crazy and nuts and do original books and people like to read them. And then because of COVID, the book industry got crushed. We went from 19,000 bookstores to something like 400, right? Because they couldn't open and you can't sell books and they went goodbye bye. So, and then- Great houses like Random House, which I'm with, and it, you know, I did like this book with Random House, uh, One Minute Millionaire, and we, whoops, sort of three and a half million copies, and it's a great book, and it's still the number one book in finance. That and a couple wow. others. So um, then we became a publisher of Mark Victor Hansen Library, and we've taken 18 books to number one, and we're this year we got a hundred, and we're hoping to do one or several with you because we believe. No one should write a book. They ought to write sequels and then prequels. And like I was talking to somebody this morning, they said, well, who do you read for fiction? I said, well, my neighbor is Clive Cusser, and I've read everything he writes. He said, guy, I'm reading that right now. I'm reading his Atlas book. I said, yep, that's exactly it. Because once you find somebody you love that touches your heart and soul, you want to go with him or her or them. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Cool? Yeah, and I'm also, I, I am looking forward to to uh, putting some books together with you because uh, I know I got several stories to tell, but I just, uh, you know, being able to do it in a manner that creates opportunity, you know, I mean, that's, that's a big theme for us. That's why the podcast, that's why, you know, that's what the book's going to be and the opportunity makers. And we're very, we're both wanting to honor and celebrate those who have mastered creating opportunities. And we're looking to create a movement of people who are desiring to become opportunity makers. So this is a multifaceted uh, podcast intent. And part of the reason that, that brought you here is because you have, you know, through think if you were to think through those, through that lens, through that lens of creating opportunities for yourself and others, you probably be overtaken with awe with how many, how many ways you check those boxes in your career. Because when you write a book, you're creating opportunity for yourself. You're creating opportunity for people who wrote it, produce it, edit it, read it, people who read and implement and execute and then in turn create new directions in their life. And then as you turn this into an empire of book building and creating and then building machine that creates and builds books and tells stories for so many people in the world to the tunes of millions and hundreds of millions. And as you said, billions, what does being an opportunity maker mean to you? Well, first of all, thank you. That is exactly eloquently stated, Jim. And first of all, you know, you had the idea, the vision, right? Solomon said, without vision, people perish. And Solomon, understand, was in Israel, but he controlled all the business in, in 22 countries around, and there was no war because there was a real entrepreneurial leader. Now, an entrepreneur finds a problem, 
fixes it, scales it, and makes a vast profit and should. There are a lot of people out there who say, well, they didn't earn it. Listen, I promise you I earned it. I worked 18 hours a day and sometimes I can't sleep at night. I'm so excited to write, think, and, and do the next deal. So, uh, and, and from a book business, we got turned down by 144 publishers, right? And then we sold it ourselves. Our agent had fired us. And, and you know, it, it wasn't fun in our uh, respective wives at that time, Jack, Dr. Jack Canfield, myself, you know, we went through the tortures of the dam, got there because I said, look, Jack, I've been selling since I was nine years old. There's somebody out there that's going to buy this thing. Well, so far, we've done two billion at retail of books. And then I created the licensing business because one weekend I read George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's book and they made... As you know, you watched AT. Everybody watched AT. Call home. But at that time, they'd made $800 million on AT, the movie, and they made a billion and a half in licensings. Now, I just read this week, $3.6 billion in licensing. So I go into Jack, and I say, hey, Jack, we're going to go licensing. He said, what do you know? I said, nothing. He said, then how do you qualify? I said, when I was in graduate school, I was with Einstein's best student, Dr. Buckminster Fuller. And we, I learned everything because I was with him some years. But a system, you're either in the system or outside the system. We're out, but in a year, I'll study everything, meet everyone. And, and then we did a billion in licensing. Like we did 170, 157 million of dog food last year, chicken soup for the soul, dog food. And I don't wrap it. I don't eat it. I don't package it. I don't have to worry about returns. It is the licensing is the greatest business in the world. But I created it. And yet a, with a billion dollars, let me just do one more metaphor because you're so good at, at listening. And, and I thank you for giving me this open forum. The first time I heard what you asked, somebody asked Jim Rowan. He and I were doing those big seminars with 4,000 people at a time. And Jim is a living philosopher. He's dead now, but you can... You can see his philosophy on YouTube, like you can see all my videos on YouTube. Somebody said, well, what happens with that million-dollar house you bought, Jim? Jim's answer got me. He said, I don't have a million dollars. The bank doesn't have a million dollars. It went to an electrician. It went to a floor guy. It went to a title guy, a lath ward guy, a fan guy, a light guy, an air conditioning guy. The million went all over the damn place. So when you and I create a, a, a an opportunity, we don't create an opportunity for one. Everyone says, well, you know, if you're a billionaire, you must be greedy. No, a billionaire has done a billion dollars worth of service, a high quantity and quality of service with a positive mental attitude equals a billion dollars. And I say, Forbes magazine said there's 22 million multimillionaires in America. That's true, I'm sure. But there's 3,000 billionaires. I'm saying there's way more than that because they don't want to be. We're doing books with a lot of them. I can promise you they're billionaires. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I love that perspective. I'm really glad you embraced that. Um, if, you know, for, for people who are listening and, and people who are tuning in here, people are looking for, I, I think people work too hard to try to find the opportunity instead of just embracing opportunities that are all around. Because so let's talk to that. Go ahead. What's your thought on that? So, so Mark Victor Anson Library is doing two books with guys that fit exactly that. And not everybody's got to go to college because over 70% of the people don't go to college and some of them don't make it through high school. And you say, well, you're never going to make it. No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, the trades are making a future fortune. We just did a book called Elevated, sold a hundred thousand the first couple of days and, and with Tommy Mello here. Tommy Mello was told, you're not smart. You got ADD. And I said, hey, pal, I got ADD. ADD means you're plus in everybody. It means add, not subtract. Those yes. teachers who negated it, it's like the doctor who's a voodoo doctor and said, you're going to die. And then we've written a lot of books lately with people that have lived 
30, 40, 50 years longer than the doctor said they could live. The point is, Tommy Mello figured out he could fix garage doors. Then he started a garage door company. He now has thousands of employees. This year, the company will do a billion dollars. He takes people that can't get a job anywhere else. He teaches them for six weeks. They all have to read the kind of stuff you and I write, self-help action books, where you take self-determination action, the kind of 318 books that I've written, like Ask and all that. And my book is highlighted when you go in. But now Tommy's Elevate book is next. And then Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence. He's taking people that never made money and the lowest they make is 100000 A lot of them make a million a year doing garage doors. And he's created a new garage door spring. And Because once you get into business, you see every problem that exists. The other guy we did is, is paving the way, Brian Hess. Only four years ago, Brian Hess was just a company guy. And then he found a way to fly drones over asphalt and see where the holes are. And now he does all of Walmart, all of that. He's, he's got 4,000 employees, but he made 50 million net last year. And he's in his 30s, maybe 40. I don't know how old he is. But the point is, the opportunities are hitting us all the time. And we're going, oh, that's a problem. Problems are good. Problems are opportunities in disguise. You got to put on your work clothes, roll up your sleeves and go to work. Exactly. That that's the whole that's the thesis of this entire podcast. The deal is all these problems that have people feeling doubtful, uh, anxious, unsure, uncertain, and they're pulling back and circling the wagons and retracting. When really all that's doing is it's raining down opportunities. Every single one of those problems is an opportunity for a solution and for somebody to lead the way. Um, you know, Ed, you're you're talking about all these amazing solutions and things that you do, and I love. You know, I I get very excited. The Bronx Puerto Rican to me comes out and I go, but at the end of the day, I'm just super excited uh, about life. And I can hear that in you. You know, it's like you sometimes you're talking so fast because you're just trying to get to the next thought because you're going to see so many things that are coming. And I love that. Um, but what about, what do you say to the person who's listening right now? Who's like, God, but I don't know how to create a garage door or build a solution, or I'm just a simple guy, you know, where's the opportunity for me? Let's just do the garage door. Everybody that comes and meets Tommy Mello, and he'll train you for free for six weeks. He gives you a truck that's painted with A1 garage door and his face on it. And he's opened up in 35 states because I know his numbers really well. And I've been to his, his headquarters. If you come to Arizona, I'm going to ask you to go, Jim, and okay. get interviewed by him. But Because he's got a big podcasting studio. He's got 38,000 square foot studio. But he, so far, he's given out 400 trucks to people that had no money that end up making 100000 a year. And they pay for the truck out earnings. So there's a lot of businesses that you can start with nothing except your own sweat equity. And there's, I'm just giving you an example of two. I can name a hundred off the top of my head, but this isn't a podcast about them. It's a podcast about opportunity is infinite because God's infinite. Problems are infinite. And, and if you stop looking at problems as, oh, dang, I can't solve that problem. If you have a problem, you need to get out of the human sense of perspective, go into a higher perspective, look down on it and say, what's the solution to my problem? And could I sell that solution? Amen. Every day we have 50,000 idea, uh, ideas blow through our head. All you got to do is pick one. I'm going to do one more example. As you know, the most famous book of the last century was uh, Acres of Diamonds by Dr. Russell Conwell, who formed Temple University. And everyone ought to read it. It's one of the self-help books that I always recommend. But he is doing this little talk. And the lady in Washington, D.C., who's working for President Abraham Lincoln in his 1860s, right early before he got shot, she pinned papers together, the papers for the president, and said, I just heard Conwell. Conwell says, you take the little thing and you solve the problem and you get a big solution. She invented paper clips. 
Well, you go downtown Philadelphia, the paperclip goes up six feet in it. You know, you can see it anywhere in Philadelphia. You go downtown Philly and, and she made it and made herself really rich. One more example, because oh. it's little things, ladies and gentlemen. I, I worked four major markets, but the bonus market was dentist. And I met the dentist who said, everybody's got a piece of string, but they don't know what to do with it. All I did is put wax on it. He made $2 billion with dental floss. And, and Zig Ziglar used to always joke because I told the story and Ziggy said, you know, how many teeth you got to floss? Only the ones you want to keep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, it. we do, we make it so much harder. And, you know, I, I remember my high school economics teacher, Mr. Laminator, never forget him. Awesome guy, super, super smart. And he, his biggest regret is that he carried around this burden that he couldn't stand or couldn't get over he had two phds one of the most educated people he had ever met and his neighbor down the street the people there had died the parents had died and their young son in his 20s whatever some apparently some lazy pot dope smoking kind of guy who was who was going nowhere and doing nothing literally spent his days sitting out in a lawn chair sunbathing himself in the front yard and Mr. Lemonader said he drove by that house every day and just couldn't stand watching this guy wasting his life and wasting his youth and he he had sunglasses on and he was so lazy in his desire to just chill that he didn't want to put his sunglasses on the ground when he took them off so he invented what became the peeper keepers and so in his laziness, he became a multimillionaire because he was simply solving his own problem. And then someone else monetized it and he made millions off of it. And so, and then, so Mr. Lemonade went from frustration for watching this guy waste his youth to frustration for this guy making millions off his laziness. <laughs> but it was, it's, it's, I always think of him as an opportunity maker. It's like he created opportunities for himself and others simply by solving a small problem. Well, there's a lot of problems. I mean, if there's 8 billion people alive on the planet currently, and there are, uh, there's 8 billion, at least that many problems. If there's not twice, I don't know how many problems you got in your life, but let's just take another. More than one. one. Yeah, more than one. I mean, if you, by the way, when I was going to, I was going to be a doctor of physiology originally, and, and the head of physiology said, problems are the first sign of life. And if you want to see a life, well, you got to see if there's a problem, something irritating it. But it was, so one of the problems is we all create five pounds of garbage every day, no matter what. And one of the books we're doing is with uh, Pete, uh, Dean Rose, who create, spent 300 million now. So he spent a lot tr figuring out the solution. If we create five pounds of garbage, all our garbage dumps are full, right? And, and Wayne Heisinger did a good job 50 years ago, but they're not safe anymore because they're leaching through and going to pollute our water like what's happening in Philadelphia today because of the two train wrecks. As we do this, it'll be history for some of you because of that problem. But the point is, he's figured out how to take every garbage and turn metal to metal, glass to glass, plastic to plastic, and 60% of garbage is water. He's going to make billions, if not trillions. And, and I'm an advisor to his company. So, of course, I'm interested in this. But everybody's got to be interested because I opened the pyramids in Guatemala and, and the head of Harvard Anthropology and Archaeology, and I wrote the article for, for National Geographic, but every day we discuss, argue, what the heck killed 10 million Mesoamericans 2,000 years ago? And, and now I think I know. It was polluted germs, viruses, and bacteria because people upstream would go to the bathroom and water and people downstream got it, and then they walked 30 miles and ate whatever they got, they got. And they all died, like it disappeared. And everyone said, well, it was the Spaniards. I said, no, no, the Spaniards, you're you're dealing with 1,500 years too late, right? Or early, however you want to look at it. 
Does that make sense? Did, that does. I... That's, you know, and, and that's, but that's the essence of this is like, I, I just, I want people to see so many different ways and so many ways to, to execute, so many ways to think about it, so many ways to just sit in the reality that exists here. Because bottom line is what's happening in the world is happening. It's all, it's going to be there. Your choice is, do you let this stuff take you out or do you let this stuff be the launch pad, the spring pad for springboard for your success? And it doesn't mean you have to create the, you know, you don't have to be the one who created the paper keepers. You just could create a solution and then somebody's going to find it and you create another solution and you create another solution. And then somebody else, these days, it's so easy back then, as opposed to when you started, right? You, you share a message right now. And within minutes, you can find somebody who can market it, who can build it, who can sell it, who can get it launched and done. Whereas it used to take years to make that happen. That's why the publishing industry is in trouble because they take three years. You give them a book today, it's three years out, and we get it done like a baby in nine months, right? It just, it, it, it just because you got, if you're in business, the three questions are asked generally, and, and you might have different questions, but can you make it better? Can you make it faster? And can you make it cheaper? Those are the three basic questions. And, and the answer is like, take peepers, keepers. Somebody made a heck of a lot of money marketing. Somebody else made it uh, distributing. And all that guy owned was one thing, which is everything, which is a trademark, which was the idea that it, it trademark patented or, or registered. I don't know what he, he did. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I never looked it up and never heard the story before today, but it, it's like the guy we're doing the story in, in a new book we got coming out called uh, uh, money wants me that I've written. And, and the guy that created uh Oh God! What is the band you put over your nose to stretch your nostrils? He couldn't sleep at night, and he oh, snored. Okay. And his wife, um, you know, complained and complained and complained. And then he put that little band together. Uh, I'm going to call it a nose news. It's got a better name than that, but I had it and I lost it. Anyhow, the the point is, he's made a fortune just because he he had the problem, solved it for himself. And when you solve it for you, you solve it for everyone. And you just do a little prototype that's cheap. And if you haven't got any money, you go to a university and say, do you have a research department? You have an, here, here, I live in Arizona at Scottsdale, but we affiliate with two the two biggest population universities, GCU, Grand Canyon, and ASU, where our kids went, some of our kids, Arizona State University. And they got an innovation department. You can go in there and they will help you create your innovation. They will even pay it. They've got all the tools. They got the 3D printing. So anyone that gives me stuff, I say, look, you go talk to my friend Jim because he owns Opportunity Makers. He doesn't believe in any excuses. I don't believe in any excuses. Exactly. So uh, that's a perfect segue for, I was going to ask you, how how can people cultivate the mindset that where this is natural versus this could have only happened to me one time or I missed the opportunity or I missed the window? What's the mindset that needs to be cultivated here? And how do they do it? You had three questions are all at once, but I'm going to do the first one, the mindset. When I'm bankrupt, 1974, I tried to be Dr. Buckminster Fuller, my teacher, and I built geodesic domes. I built the Wall Street Racket Club, Botanical Gardens, Aviaries, and I suddenly couldn't get PVC, which is a plastic product out of Monsanto. I was doing 40000 a month. I thought I was a big guy, 26 years old. I am hot stuff. And they shut me off because of the oil embargo, which I don't know if you were even born in. But the, the point is, I went bankrupt overnight. I went bankrupt so fast to check a book out of the library. How to go bankrupt by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> funny now, not funny then, because I wanted to kill myself for six months. <laughs> Yes. But the point is, I started listening to audio tapes. Back then, we had first Sony recorder. Today, you can do it on your cell phone. You can listen to my stuff on YouTube. You've got to shut off all the negative news. Shut off all the relatives are saying, 
You can't do that. Who do you think you are? You don't have any money. You don't have any brain. You don't have any connection. Whatever you need, God supports you in getting it. So, and I'm, I'm, I, I believe spirit runs a mind, which runs a body. So that's the model I believe. In. And if you don't believe that, go pick somebody else, but watch my videos and I'll tell you what to read, who to read, how to read. And there's, there's stuff that'll, because I believe inspiration is the key that turns on the engine called your life. And you're either inspired or disinspired. And one of the videos I just did on YouTube is you're either depressing or expressing. And, and what we're saying is the economy right now, all the media is depressing. When I went bankrupt, I quickly realized New York Times, which I read every day faithfully because I thought I was an intellectual, it's all the news fit to print. It's all the bad news fit to print. 98% of it is all the stuff going wrong somewhere in the world. I stopped reading that 100%, listened to audio tapes, driving around the car, bought everybody that was anybody. Back then it was Cabot Roberts, Zig Ziglar, Paul Harvey. You know, I, I can name all the names. And they all became my friends. I Within weeks, I'm speaking and talking and telling everybody how to feel, feel up. As a matter of fact, we just wrote a book is how to be up and down times with Mitzi Purdue, biggest chicken uh, maker in the world. What's what is the coolest opportunity that you when you look back, you're like just so glad you were a part of? I, I'm even glad I went bankrupt because if I didn't go bankrupt, it wouldn't have got me out of what I shouldn't do and into what I should do. But when I started speaking, right, I, I get this audio tape that I'd sold my way through college, as I think I said earlier to, in this talk. But uh, there's a tape by the dean of speakers, a guy starting the National Speaker Association at the time, Cavett Robert, who was just a giant and somebody you can watch on YouTube too, but is, are you the cause or are you the effect? And I listened to it. Literally, I checked it off like notches on a belt. 287 times, and I, I can give you the whole talk right now, but he said, either the creature circumstance or the creator. I said, oh my God, I created this bankruptcy. If I created it, he's saying I can create it and recreate it and not kill myself because I was suicidal because I thought my money, my net worth and self-worth were the same. They're not. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, some of you are hanging on by your fingernails. Some of you got fired yesterday in tech or whatever, and you're feeling trashed or your bank got crushed and they fired everyone, including you, and you can't get your money out, whatever it is. It's an opportunity. I know it. It sound doesn't sound, but it you got to make it your best worst experience, and you got to listen to only positive stuff because you'll start having ideas that click, and then suddenly they'll compound. I mean, did I know I'd become world's best selling author? Well, actually, I did because I four principles: you figure out what you want. And I knew I wanted that. Put it in writing. It's got to be writing, and and I teach that everyone's got to have a little three by five card that says, "I'm so happy." Whatever it is you're doing, doing this by this. Look at this four times a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And when you're, and then most importantly, before you go to sleep and you close your other eyes, visualize that you are already where you want to be. Christ said, pray though the thing for which you're praying has been received, has been received. You got to be there before you get there, which seems like gobbledygook and impossible. And then, and then number four, you got to get a team to get your dream. And there's somebody close to you. It could be your wife. It could be your mastermind partner. It could be your church, temple, ashram, mosque partner. I don't know who it is, but two come together. They have the power of 11. And what, what Jim and I are saying now is what Thomas Jefferson said. Look, if your candle's been blown out by adversity, the problem, the tragedy, the trauma, whatever, and my candle's lit, light yours and mine. Doesn't take anything from mine, but makes the world fourfold brighter that quick. We're asking you to get lit because the opportunity maker... You, we're trying to make it so you get the consciousness of the opportunity, so you deliver the opportunity, and there's thousands and maybe millions and even billions of people that can benefit once you get your tail working. Amen. And I just wanted to show you that I actually have my uh, 
my Same card cool. here as well. Same card. I am so happy and grateful now that I am earning in excess of $100 million annually through multiple sources in a manner that's pleasing to God. Yes, that is my daily mantra. Oh, so let me talk to the multiple sources. So uh, it's 1986 or 87. Bob Proctor, who I own two companies with, is flying back from Taipei to LA, gets to LA, and, and he'd had his little yellow pad and wrote, what do people want? They want to make a million dollars. How fast? 365 days. Calls me at 2.30 in the morning. Woke up, thought there was no cell phones back then. And my little daughter was becoming a vet. So we had 88 chickens on one acre in Newport Beach. And the whole place just goes crazy. The dogs are barking, you know, because they're scared. Because in the middle of the night, you're supposed to be sleeping. And we there's no way to shut off phones. You may not be old enough to know that there was no off switch on phones in the old days. Right? In any case, um, Bob says, I got it. We're going to do MSIs, multiple sources of income. And then later I wrote the book, this book, One Minute Millionaire with Bob Allen and changed it to multiple streams of income. But everybody that's rich has multiple streams. If you got one stream, it means you got a job, which I redefined as just over broke, an acronym. And I don't want you to be just over broke. I want you to be vastly rich because Christ said, I've come that you might have life and have more abundantly. And Deuteronomy 1.1 says you're supposed to, Increase your income by a thousand fold. Now, if you're making a thousand dollars a year and you're a thousand fold, that's a million. That's a pretty serious amount of money. That's a lot. In a million, it's a thousand. Now you're a billion. <laughs> so on that note, what, what do you see as the future of opportunity making for people? And so what if somebody shows up right now and says, man, I'm just late to the party? There's no such thing as late to the party. We're doing books with eight, two 88-year-olds right now, and we're doing books with kids as young as four years old. This kid is just asking all the questions of the universe, and his parents are writing it down because somehow this kid came through precocious. His name's Austin, and, and his dad said, hey, would you publish a kid's book? And I said, well, unfortunately, Scholastic, which my kids used to go to, and I had a lot of money, so I said, you can buy anything you want, and they did. I said, but it sort of doesn't exist because schools were closed for two years, so it's having a big hiccup. So I said, look, let's do it all over again, but we're going to do it new, it bigger, better, and stronger, and for less expense, and, and make sure every kid in the world and every language gets a book. And then all of a sudden, you know, Nick Vesusic, the guy with no arms and no legs, do you know who Nick yeah. is? Yeah. yeah. And the people who don't, go on there, type in the armless guy and watch his videos, but he's a close friend. We're doing his book called Give Me a Hug. He says he's had 7 million people hug him. And he wanted to kill himself when he was six because he felt so handicapped, like he could never do anything. And his father said, don't be a victim, be a victor. And he was going to lay himself down two inches of bath water and drown. And then he it went through his head that his dad had been praying for him and said, no, 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 don't kill yourself. And now he's created a brand new product that's out now called Multitude. And we're going to be one of the first to use it. But is when we do books, we do it as a electronic, hardbound, softbound, and audio. Because 70% of all books are now audio driving to work or exercising on your uh, elliptical or whatever. And and he does it in 85 languages, 98% accurate because he's all mind, no body. Like when he met Kevin Sorbo, who's also a dear friend of mine, uh, Hercules, and he did yeah. the movie God's Not Dead and all that. I love Kevin. And, and he said, Kevin, I'm stronger than you. I'm going to hit you with my bicep and tricep. He said, oh, yeah, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You know, so much of that. I mean, you, how much stuff do you actually manifest when you are so clear on the thought and the vision, but then you put the action that with, that's with it. And then you start attracting all the right opportunities. You're going to have self-determination to action. And, and today we're, 
as you know, we had this young kid come up to us. We were down talking to 700 people at the uh, collective down in Houston and kid comes up to me shaking and trembling. And I go, what? And you could see how smart he was. I said, what are you shaking about? He said, you intimidate me. I said, I can't intimidate anyone, especially somebody smart like you. Kid, what's your story? He said, well, I'm 14. I'm worth $843,000. I passed a real estate test at eight years old out in Ohio. I'm a, a Eagle Scout and I'm three, and I'm, I'm just finishing my black belt in Aikido. I said, kid, we got to do your story. Anyhow, we did his book and it is, um, this is his book. Devin, and has been number one last 14 weeks in a row. We had dinner with him on Sunday night. His dad flew him in, but now he's 15 and he's a millionaire. I don't see. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that's great. So, so you can't give me any stuff. Well, I'm a kid, so I can't do it. Now we ghost write or ghost edit a book. If somebody's got a book, we'll edit it and for a fee. And if they don't, we listen to their whole story. We interview them intensely and we, we craft words that are irresistibly compelling to read. So obviously this is going to change based on every person because everybody is in a different environment and all the opportunities exist in your environment, but you can also reach into other environments and solve problems there. But just what would you say to somebody right now who is looking for the opportunity? How would you go about finding the right opportunity for you? You have a strategy, a process. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, go deep inside and, and, uh, Okay, so I told you our our Ask book is the bestseller of our time. And the reason is, is that we teach exactly, I've never had you ask, had the question asked so well, but what you do is you go deep inside your mind, right before you go to sleep, 101 times you say, God, what's my money-making opportunity that'll make me millions? God, what's my money-making opportunity that'll make me millions? God, what's my money-making opportunity that'll make me millions? Now, why do you do it 101 times and you push back sleep, you push back slumber? God, what's my money-making opportunity that'll make me millions? Here's what here's what happens. You've got a consciousness which makes a decision. Now you're going to make millions and have an opportunity. Subconscious, which you're over-endowed. You're born with, the number I'm, I'm given is 18 billion. It could be a trillion brain cells. I don't know. It's a lot. More than you, more, we're all born over and dog. But you got to get by the noise. You got to get by the garbage. You got to get by everything and go deep, penetrating into your mind 101 times. And then all of a sudden, it'll click because you were born with opportunity. You were born, subtitle of the book is The Bridge from Your Dreams, Your Opportunities to Your Destiny. When you came into life, you had a destiny code, intrinsic. I don't know what it is. Jim doesn't know what it is. I'm not taking anything away from my dear friend, Jim. I'm just saying, hey, look, it's there. It is in the pattern of your 3.5 billion gene code. We now know that for the first time just in the last year. So you've got it, but you can't get to it until you program your mind positively and correctly. And the world goes out of its way to hold up a mirror and say, you're not good enough. You're not tall enough, thin enough, good looking enough, smart enough. You wear glasses and they don't, girls don't make passes. The guys who wear glasses is what you and I heard when we were in fourth grade, right? Which is idiotic. But that's why they made contact lenses, which is another problem solved, right? And then they made throwaway contact lenses. And then they made ortho K. And then they, uh, so you can reshape the cornea. All that stuff is compoundingly good ideas. So, Every one of you has got an idea that you can harvest. And if you can't harvest it alone, remember the fourth principle is you've got to have two together to move the mountain. And Jack and I created, after all the rejection that anyone could possibly stand, we said nobody will publish us. Our agent fired us. We'll sell ourselves. And and we made a billionaire out of our publisher, HCI, Health Communications. 
Mark, I appreciate you sharing all this, man. I could I could sit here and talk to you about this stuff forever. Um, I obviously want to put people in front of you. So, you know, what's a way for people to be able to connect you and get more of this? You're, you mentioned the YouTube channel, and obviously you've got a lot of ways to help people. And you can't help everyone. So who's the who should be coming to you seeking some support and guidance? Okay, well, if you want to do books, which is part of our biggest business, because we're now making movies and all that, but you go to markvictorhansenlibrary.com and, and uh, you just fill out the little thing and then we'll get back to you and try to help you do a book. And, and uh, you know, we charge 29900 if we ghostwrite it with you with all your words, your thought, your name on it, your book rights. If we just got to edit it, if you get something great and all we got to do is fix it, it's only 18000 So those are the two charges of that. If you're hiring me for a speech, which I literally still am talking all around the world, like in the last couple of days, we've gotten hired to talk in Ireland, Liverpool, Edinburgh, and Iceland all, you know, in a couple of coming days. But And I've been in 80 countries and paid. But in America, we're starting to do seminars a lot again. And and uh, my fee domestically is 35000 internationally is 75000 and And uh, I'm thankful that that uh, my name and fame gets an audience. And that's why I say everybody will write a, write a book, because it gives you automatic credibility. It makes you... The word authority has hidden in it the word author, and everyone's got a story that they ought to author because somebody will buy your signature. The old joke is they don't buy your book. They just want your signature. And listen, I'm willing to give my signature all day long, and I've signed, long as I've ever signed books, is 12 and a half hours. I talked to 38,000 people in an Amway meeting with the President of the United States, and we had great singers. We had great family, everybody there, but I just was in line so long I couldn't believe it. Holy cow. I think we sold 16,000 books that day or something like that. It was just, it was mind-blowingly fun. And and I hugged all the people, took pictures. It was great. There's, I don't think there's a more fun book than the business and the book business, but I love a lot of businesses. I'm involved in, like I said, different businesses. So um, there's, everyone's got more opportunity. And if you need to get to me, um, the uh, email address that gets to me is reception at markvictorhanson.com. Reception at markvictorhanson.com. But you got to be very specific about what you want because we get a gazillion emails a day and we go through them fast. And if it's if I can help you, we help you. And if we can't, we can't. I mean, and I'll tell you, I'll be honest, because I got no best interest in dragging you forward. I'm not here. I, I'm, ma- I'm making a lot of friends, but I, I really, let's go to the bigger question that you asked. The bigger answer is, Inspired by Buckminster Fuller, we can make the world work for 100% of humanity, physically, economically, and spiritually. For the first time in human history, we got the technology, but we got to have the right ethics and the right morality. And today, people are either God-full or God-less, and I'm obviously on the God-full scene. And, and some people say, well, you talk about God too much. I said, look, God made the universe. He made all the opportunity. There's no opportunity without God. So if, if you don't see it the way I see it, be an atheist. But here's the problem with atheism. I learned this from a guy you got to watch on YouTube called John Lennox, Dr. John Lennox from uh, Oxford in England. And he said, look, he argues with atheists every day in his shows. He's brilliant. But he says, you can't take nothing times nothing equals nothing in math. He's a math scholar. You got to have something times something to get something, right? Uh, that's pure wisdom. Um, you know, I, I love seeing you go. Can Can you share how old you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 75, but the Bible says Genesis 3, 6, you're supposed to minimum 120 years. So I'm going to live to be 127 with options for renewal because I believe 
look at 75 i can in front of you do 100 push-ups right now i can't do them because i can't move the camera there but the, the point is i exercise hard every day so you've got high quality of life and i do 78 nutraceuticals a day and vitamins and herbs and all that and then you want a high quality of life now if you've got a crappy life and you're going to die tomorrow what the heck's it worth but if you have a high quantity of life and high quality of life with a positive mental attitude why not shoot to 127 the options for renewal because there, you're, why be a minimalist? Most people say, well, everybody dies at uh, in America today. I trained life insurance business, 85 to 87 uh, men uh, two years younger than women. But you are retiring. And then you say, well, I'm going to retire to nothing and go drink margaritas or daiquiris on a Caribbean island. That's a vacation. It's boring. Not that you shouldn't golf once in a while or play pickleball or whatever your bridge poker, whatever your deal is, but that's a, a an avocation, not a vocation. You need to be in charge of the challenges in your life and not retire your body parts to big G early. He doesn't want them. You, If you're here, you probably got some competence and the only equality, all these guys are talking about everybody ought to be equal. No, we're equal in the level of the competence you bring to the show. I am a very competent writer. I'm a very competent speaker. I'm a very competent business thinker, originator, creator, and I can put stuff together that nobody else ever thought of putting together. And there you go. Uh, and, that, and that's why part of why I share this, like at, at your age, you know, you're just getting started. And, and I think exactly. what one thing that one common trend that I see as an opportunity maker, as one who, who works with a lot of opportunity makers and connects the opportunity that exists around you and increase your lifespan because it can give you a hope. It can give you a purpose. It can give you a mission. It can give you things, ways to, to serve people that you never thought of. And all of that is the thing that drive humanity. So let me talk to that. I, and I won't use a guy's name because he's a dear friend, but he flew us to Guatemala in his jet. And he's a billionaire and he's, we opened up the pyramids in Guatemala and they're opening up more. So I had a reason to call him today, but he said, look, I'm 81 and I'm dying. I got brittle bones and I got uh, this problem with my, uh, uh, uh. I said, Hey, look, um, you and I are dear friends. So my wife, amongst other things, has a degree in nutrition. And I'm just going to tell you, you don't get brittle bones. If you're eating your celery, if you're eating your carrots and you're eating three, uh, uh, um, <laughs> I wanted to say avocados, uh, three, um, almonds a day because almonds have the only vitamin b17 in them and they don't exist anywhere else oh. now the governor of, of california doesn't believe that we ought to water almonds because they take a gallon of water a day and he says they're non-essential i say the opposite they're totally essential and i we've had ours today so the point is i said look to this guy i said you have got 24 grandkids you are rich you you are too damn smart and you haven't written your book yet because you, you know, God won't let you die until you finish your mission. And, and you've been to 120 countries. I mean, he just, he's a great archeologist, anthropologist and a superstar banker. He owned the biggest bank between America and, and a country in Latin America. And I said, your stories haven't been told. And I said, wouldn't you like to know what your grandparents did three generations back? He says, I have a genealogy chart. I said, no, 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 no. That isn't it. Wouldn't you like to know that they had an outhouse. Wouldn't you like to know what they really did? Wouldn't you like to know how they suffered and overcame their problems? He said, my God, I said, you're the first generation. We're the first generation. And yes, I wrote a little book called Speed Write Your Life Story, Speed Write Your Autobiography. And it's selling like crazy because 
you know, Mitzi Purdue said her daddy created the Sheridan hotel chain during the depression and did 400 new hotels and got everybody to work, everybody happy, everyone paid, everyone fed every day and, and he took care of them. And then her husband created Purdue chicken, which is a 22 million chickens a week for mostly Costco as white label. The point is, and, and she is doing the miraculous stuff and she's an octogenarian and, and one of our closest friends. I mean, I've done three books with her, as I've told you. The, the point is, no one is supposed to retire from something to nothing. With Art Linkletter, I wrote the book, How to Make the Rest of Your Life the Best of Your Life. We said, don't retire, put on new tires and go in a new, bigger, better direction. And it could be volunteering. It could be charity because Genesis 3, uh, 126 says, you're created in the image and likeness of God. Therefore, you're here to create, contribute, and be charitable. And I said to this guy, I said, you aren't allowed I said, just what you just said, I'm doing different words, but you will get healthy because you got a new purpose. You're way too important. You got story. This guy, I said, you got a thousand or 10,000 stories that the world needs to hear and your kids, grandkids, great grandkids and all future generations need. And he said, I think you've just given me life back. I said, good. Tell your voodoo doctor to go to hell. He doesn't get to say you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I, was yeah. that too crass? I hope it wasn't too crass. No, you're. I love it. Uh, you know, I mean, I I want the insights, and that's what people are looking for here. Like I said, we're definitely going to have you back because I appreciate uh, you and and what you're sharing and who you are, and I definitely look forward to uh, you know getting the opportunity makers book as well as the rest that are inside of me that uh, that I know you will help cultivate and curate. So um, I'm just gonna. You know, we're going to send people off right now um, for the uh, on the Opportunity Makers podcast. And I would just, you know, what's your parting thought? What's the last thought you want them? If they don't, if they forget everything else from today, what's the one thing you want them to hang on to? I forgot to say, yeah, go to the bookclubask.com. Go to the bookclubask.com. It's free. And we want to help you become a master asker. Because if everyone learns to ask, the Bible says clearly, asking you to receive. But there's two parts. Most people say, I asked and I didn't get anything. Well, no, 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 no. The big guy says you got to be in a receptive mood and we teach you how to do that. Just like we said, look, here's how you ask for opportunity. 101 times before you go to sleep and, and the opportunities are going to come. Now, I forgot to say one other thing on that and I thank you for letting me have one more bit of airtime here. You got to have a pen and paper next to bed or your dictating machine or your computer because the ideas are going to come, but they're like wet, slippery fish. If you don't nab them immediately, they're gone forever. And you're going to go, I had the best idea last night. You'll tell your wife or your husband or kids, and I can't remember it. Well, no, 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 that doesn't count. I get up out of bed, get my little lazy butt out of bed because I am I sleep very deeply. But God gives me ideas in the middle of the night. I go, yikes, that's illuminating. That's revelatory. I've got to go do something. And my wife does the same. So it's not a surprise when we wake up with in the morning with each other and says, what happened last night? Well, this is the stories that came to me and I'm going to do them and we did get it done. Perfect. So we'll have those in the show notes for you, along with uh, the Mark Victor Hansen library.com, as well as uh, the, the email to be able to reach out or make sure you get connected and just, just do reach out, connect. I mean, you're dealing with somebody who's got 
uh, all the experience in the world that you, even if you just glean a little bit of the insights, a little bit of the energy and the and the passion and the direction, that's the number one thing I want you to look for. Show up every time you, you're in one of these engaged experts space, whether it's virtually or otherwise, or on these calls, um, look for the thing, look for one idea. And I want to always encourage you to capture the mindset, capture the energy, the belief set, just like the master asker. That is a common thread that, that I'm hearing from from opportunity makers, from millionaires and billionaires on a consistent basis. The ability to ask is so important and the ability to ask clearly, right? When you master the art of the request, you can win just about anything you need in life. And it's super important to ask with intention and with with expectation to receive. And uh, I just did a video on it yesterday. I firmly believe that it has been a, 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 a tool and a hallmark of my success. So Mark, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate and honor the time. And I know we're going to have uh, some great reviews from, uh, from this episode. So go check out Mark and go become an opportunity maker. Take advantage, make, serve the world, change life for you and those that you serve. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Opportunity Makers. If you've heard something that connected with you, please share this episode with a friend or colleague. And don't forget to go to Apple to leave a review. Head on over to GainTheEdgeNow.com to connect with Jim and his team. And remember, there's no such thing as limits or obstacles, only opportunities. Opportunities.